0: Our matrix is uh, gratitude, relationships, innovation, and teamwork. We try and make all of our decisions within that framework. Start with the foundation of gratitude. If we're not thankful for what we have, we'll never appreciate blessings we may get in the future.
1: So Scott, I'm, I'm excited about this episode. You have you on the show. I'm going to get serial entrepreneur, a man after my own heart. You've been on Shark Tank. You've had a lot of success, you know, with uh, some of these leadership, like grit, grit leadership, and, and having uh, speaking events and stuff like that. So, uh, so welcome.
0: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, uh, man. Even it's... remotely, it's still fun.
1: <laughs> so, so, uh, so how how is it down there? You're in Alabama, right, Mobile?
0: I am. Yeah, I'm down here on the Gulf Coast, and uh, we're all just trying to do the best we can, staying safe, staying healthy, and um, learning our social distancing protocol. <laughs> right. which is hard for a, for a guy like me. I'm super, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm a hugger. I want to just hug everybody. So, you know, it's right. been an interesting challenge.
1: It, you know, it's just, it's, it's interesting because I, I think what's going to happen is because a lot of us, you know, we, we spent so much time away from each other that the moment, you know, the moment that this all gets lifted, it's like, we'll see like unity with everybody again. Cause it's like, man, I really miss like just shaking hands. So. And
0: I know, yeah, that, that human interaction—you know—that emotional connection is something that uh, people really crave and thrive for. And sometimes we don't really even realize we've missed it until something like this comes along and shows us how much we did, you know, uh, need that as part of our lives.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think. Um... You know, we, we never realize like, what's going to happen, you know, when situations like this, like the aftermath. But I do think that there's going to be some, some changes. But I think some of those changes are going to be for really the good. Like I said, it, it, if anything, it should unify us, um, you know, and, and I talk about this a lot, I've been doing a lot of podcasts and stuff. But, like, the entrepreneurs like us, right? innovating in times like this because we're very limited on certain things uh that we can do before we jump into like kind of the nitty-gritty let me get some background here you know, for our audience and stuff a little background on you um you know to kind of get your journey
0: yeah so i um uh, was born and raised down here on the gulf coast and uh, thought i wanted to be a teacher and a coach and uh, did that for a few years and then quickly learned that uh, public education and being a teacher was not necessarily the world for me so i went to law school and was attorney for a while and while I was an attorney, that's actually where I got um, the first opportunity to jump into startup world. And so I had a, a great friend who asked me to come be employee number one at his startup. And um, we jumped into the international security field. And uh, from there, I've just uh, had a wonderful opportunity to figure out how to solve problems. And what we kind of discovered is, you know, no matter what field you're in, solving problems is very similar, right? You just create the formula that works for you and run through those formulas, revise it as you can. And keep trying to do better with each iteration. So uh, through that, I've done everything from technology to healthcare to I ran a state fair. And, uh, you know, and uh, everything in between. You have hospitality and tourism, owned a restaurant and some tourist attractions. And now I spend a lot of my time doing consulting and advising and uh, really spending a lot of my time now back in technology again uh, with a company that we work with called Kickfin. And we actually help um, restaurants and bars pay out their credit card tips to their servers and bartenders digitally, so yeah. that they don't have to handle cash. So instead of having to peel off that cash at the end of each shift, they can digitally push that immediately into their bank account in under one second, which has wow. been a really interesting thing. Especially as we uh, we talk about innovating, right? With restaurants and bars having to go, to, or really restaurants going to curbside, and yeah. really the uh, increase in delivery service. And so through what we do now, we can help those operators not have to handle that cash every day, that hard currency. That's interesting. So it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty fun.
1: Is that is that like an idea, a concept that you had before all this coronavirus stuff that you've been working on, and, and, and or is it something that developed out of this?
0: No, it actually um, was developed last year. The two founders are based out of San Francisco, and I was fortunate enough to get linked up with them um, over the fall and winter. And so it's just kind of coincidental that there's a huge need now to remove the handling of cash from the business process there was already a big need and now there's an even greater need
1: isn't that interesting like how sometimes like you know you're you're starting up you know something that's been in the works for over a year and then it's like just the right place the right time you know unfortunate events right but it, it is serving a need that's that's run right now like i look at this other company called Quibi. Obviously, I you know work in the film business, film and, and TV business, and Quibi is this is this new um, platform where you're actually getting bite-sized content on your mobile device. But they're like major Hollywood productions. They've got you know big name name t- cast, but they're sh- literally they're short films, you know. And and several you know several months ago or a year ago or so, like having a short film was like. Eh, it's not a feature, but now this company's thriving because everybody's consuming content and short form content on your phone is something that people are really looking for. So it's just amazing how, you know, sometimes these, these ideas, they just come to fruition at the, at the right time.
0: Oh, that's a great point. And I think we're going to see even more of that kind of, um, you know, as we come out of this social distancing, I, I think we're going to enter kind of a new era and people are going to find ways to innovate and to thrive. And, but at the end of the day, you know, as we talk about, emotional connections drive brand loyalty. It's just gonna be how do we create those emotional connections in new ways and how do we reach our, our guests? How do we reach those folks that we're trying to um, you know, join up with? And can we do it in new and innovative ways that allow us to utilize technologies? And uh, you know, I think we're gonna learn, like, maybe we don't all need to be in the office all day, every day. Maybe we can have more remote work. Maybe we can, you know, um, work four days instead of five. I I think you're going to just see a lot of innovation comes out of this. You know, I'm not smart enough to predict what all those are going to look like. um, But I do think we all need to prepare for the world to look substantially differently as we go through this process.
1: You know, people think I'm crazy, but, but times like this are exciting for me. I mean, cause I'm just like you, like I'm, I'm a natural born, you know, entrepreneur by heart and I just always see opportunities. And, and so it forces me to innovate. Like I innovate naturally, but what it's also doing is it's forcing other people to innovate. And, and, and I think, you know, a lot of these business owners, they've been so focused and buried in their business. They've been working in their business that they haven't worked on their business and they haven't really, put in place strategic thinking to actually make their business better or develop a new product. And what this time is doing is allowing a lot of these people to start strategically thinking about their business where they didn't have the time before. So like you said, I think a lot of good things, a lot of new ideas are going to spawn from this.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think that the main thing that we all have to do is figure out how we create value. You know, if we can create value, then we'll, come out on top uh, on the top end of this there's gonna be winners and losers um you know right now you know it's sometimes it's hard the government gets to pick who's open and who's not so that that hurts a lot of small businesses right. but there are opportunities as you said to use this time to reevaluate um are we doing things the best way we can what are our processes procedures what's it going to look like when we come out on the backside? you know
1: yeah no, I, I, think, I think it's really important for business owners to be fluid and, and think outside the box because you, you just you can't, you can't operate as, as usual. And, and, you know, some great companies really have come out of recessions and stuff and, and, and you know, providing value. That, that was another thing too is look at where the world is right now and, and what, what infrastructure do you have in place to provide that value? How can your business – um, you know, maybe service the healthcare industry or service, you know, some of these industries that are thriving, they are thriving right now. Cause there are some businesses, like you said, there's winners and there's, there's losers and some of these that are thriving. How can you align your business with them so you can continue to survive?
0: Yeah, we all have our own unique skills, experiences, and resources, right? And so it's how do we take those skills, experiences, and resources, apply them in maybe new ways, maybe connect, Otherwise, unconnected things and connect them in new ways. And right now, you know, when I talk to, you know, clients or business associates or whatever, it's like, I'm not even worried about how I'm going to get paid yet. I'm worried about providing the value because if I can figure out ways to provide value, I know that back end will come around. And if it doesn't, what's wasn't it the right thing to help people anyway? I mean, like right now, we're all going to need each other. We're going to have to help every way we can. And then, uh, it'll shake out. I, I can't remember who said it. So it's maybe a Cuban or somebody like that said that, um, we're really going to learn a lot about businesses, about how they treat their employees, you know, during this time, we're going to learn a lot about that and people aren't going to forget, um, how they were treated, you know, mm-hmm. so that old expression, we, we don't always remember what people said, but we always remember how they made us feel, you know, exactly. And, and so that's a good option. We have a good opportunity right now to help people, uh, in, in times of struggle and it's going to be hard. I mean, I think, You know, we're going to continue to see unemployment rise. We're going to continue to, uh, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But if we look at it and and try and figure out what better is going to look like and try and be a part of that process, I think we've got a, you know, a much better chance. I I try and think of it this way. It's like I I can't worry about things I can control. I can only worry about the things that I can control. And right now, the only things that I really can control are kind of my attitude, uh, my hope. And uh, power washing, right? I can power wash and uh, I can control that. But, you know, there's not, I mean, that's kind of a joke. And there's really not a whole lot that's within our control right now.
1: I think that's the biggest thing too. Is like you, you it's, it's not, you can't, you can't prevent these situations. It's, it's how you respond to them, right? It's how, it's how you actually respond to each one. Because as business owners, especially in, in the, in the start of this, man we've we you know we as leaders we make decisions a lot of times we make life days life-changing decisions but then it switched to making life-changing decisions on a daily basis and sometimes an hourly basis you know and 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 you know if you're falling apart it's gonna skew your decision-making process it's gonna skew the decisions that you're making if you have a lot of employees or or something like that it's affecting a lot of people so you've got to stay level-headed you got to get that out of the way and say all right this is the situation i'm faced with whether it's cash flow issues whether it's clients leaving whether whatever it is deal with that issue and then move on to the next but maintain a level head because if you lose it it you're you're at jeopardy of of making a lot of poor decisions you're not going to make every right decision but mitigate mitigate as many as you can by maintaining my, by maintaining your, your composure.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. I think it's a wonderful opportunity for people to start creating uh, like their own success formula, right? Like what is the matrix that you use to make decisions in my personal life? Mine is grit, kindness, and relentless optimism, right? That's how I try and frame that, but that just works for me personally. So in business, we try and take that and turn it into an acronym and we call it grit, right? We talk about grit. It's this, our matrix is, um, gratitude, relationships, innovation and teamwork. We try and make all of our decisions within that framework. Start with the foundation of gratitude. If we're not thankful for what we have, we'll never appreciate blessings we may get in the future. Relationships because everything should be relational as much as possible and not transactional. Now we're in business, so transactions have to take place, but it needs to be on a relational basis. Innovation because creativity is thinking new things. but innovation is actually doing those new things. And kind of the, the key point of innovation is we have to have the ability to forgive ourselves and forgive our team when we don't get the result we wanted, right? Because it doesn't necessarily mean we made the wrong decisions. We just didn't get the right result. And then the T is for teamwork because if we were all just alike, we wouldn't need each other. And so that's kind of the foundation of how we try and make our decisions. And, you know, when we get involved with different projects or clients or business associates, we try and you know, say, can I, can I use this formula in one of three capacities? And hopefully all three, but, you know, do I – believe in the people behind the product do i believe in the product or the service and do i believe that it can help you know the end user and if it checks all three boxes then that makes us really excited and that's really kind of how i got involved with kickbin I, I love the founders i think they're tremendous people the product is a wonderful product and then at the end of the day it solves problems and allows these service and bartenders to get their money immediately when they're not necessarily living check the check they're living shift to shift you know we're able to to accommodate that while also helping the owner operator to not have that cash burden on hand, so you know, it's just that's what works for me. That wouldn't work for everybody. I think everybody needs their own kind of formula or system. But to your point earlier, now that we've got a little break and a little time to think more, maybe uh, gives everybody an opportunity to figure out what's going to work for them. You know, create that framework.
1: Right, I, and I love that, and that's that's part of our infrastructure too. Is is you know gratitude and and, and you know helping helping others uh, achieve. Helping others achieve what they want in life, you know, it's 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 not about us. It's about what I can do to help you. is is a great, in my opinion, is is a great framework for any business because um, it takes the focus off of you and puts it on them. I mean, you know, you look at how healthy a company is, how happy are the employees? You know, it's it's you know, what, what, what is coming down from leadership is what is going to be conveyed and pushed out also to your clients, right? So if you're made, if you have a very large organization, you have a lot of employees, it's always going to start down from the top and, and helping other people get to where they want to go, you know, is it, it it just, it just does something to, to boost morale and, and to, um, have that trickle down effect where it's actually, it's, it's showing with your clients, you know, like. Staying, especially now, all oh man, you've got to stay in contact with your clients and, and you know, all, all the people, you know, your vendors. I'm calling up vendors now and just be like, hey, man, how's your business doing? You know, what's going on? You know, I'm just letting you know I'm here for you. Any advice or anything I can give you, you know, just let me know. Just that type of stuff.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, people are all going to tighten their belt. So we want to make sure that we're on the side of uh, being still in, in the hopper, right, as this belt tightens. There's a good opportunity here also for people to really kind of run through their budgets and kind of evaluate when was the last time they price checked some of their vendors? When's the last time they, uh, you know, what about your insurance? When's the last time you checked your your rates on your house or or your car insurance? Most of us don't think about those kind of things. So if if you're an insurance agent, now's the time to, instead of sitting back, be a servant and say, I want to provide value for you. I want to save you money at a time when, you know, liquidity might be tight. And I think that goes across the board. And hopefully what we find is that those businesses who are trying to help uh, find more market share. And so it's really easy to be lazy uh, when times are good, you know, and when uh, everybody's, you know, fat and happy. And now as as we lean up, uh, the businesses that are willing to provide the value and are trying to put forth that effort, I think have a much better chance of success, right? It doesn't guarantee success, but they're increasing their likelihood of success by being helpful.
1: Yeah. I think I think another thing too, you know, with everybody being home, there's a lot of people that are laid off. It's also making them realize what they actually spent their money on, you know. Yeah. It's like far as like how many times did I go out to eat? You know, I was going out to eat before, or maybe you know all those streaming services. Now, I'm in media, so it's cool you can spend your money on streaming services. But really, how many are you watching? Like how many things? So it's it's making you look at your finances, you know, and, and some some um some things you're not even utilizing but you're just paying for on a monthly basis really starts making you focus on hey you might actually be able to come out of this and start you know building a new lifestyle where you're actually saving money now you're able to invest in things you know you're able to to put away money whereas before you know you were living paycheck to paycheck now it's kind of forcing you to really take a look at some of those things that you're spending your money on
0: I agree completely. I think um, there's gonna be a whole lot of evaluating on a lot of ways we spend money, not just in our own personal budgets, but in larger corporate budgets as well. Uh, One of the things that I'm concerned about for people is, uh, you know, we talk about this V-shaped recovery and how jobs are going to come back. But I think a lot of employers are going to kind of look at the way they built their companies and decide that many of these jobs are no longer essential, right? And they can do it leaner. And so I, I don't think that we should just assume that all the jobs are going to come back in the same way. Um, so I think we're gonna see a rise in the gig economy. I think we're gonna see people who are freelancing, who are gigging, who are picking up whatever they can. And I think we have to prepare ourselves for that. But I think we also have to start thinking about that for the future. Um, the last data said also that by 2030, which is not that far, right? It's only nine and a half or so years away. Uh, 50% of the economy will be gig or freelance. Yep. What are we doing right now to prepare ourselves? Like. I have daughters that are nine, six, and three. In 10 years, my daughters will be 19 and 16 and 13, right? Like, what are we doing right now? To prepare them for a world where 50% of all jobs look like that. Yeah. And so it's not enough to think about. I mean, we have to think about tomorrow because, you know, that's important. But we have to be more strategic and broader in our thinking as well. And there's a lot of creatives, especially, that, you know, maybe they were in-house marketing, in-house design, or maybe some of these things that they may find themselves in fractional work. And they need to have the ability to embrace that and understand that that may be the new reality. We don't, you know, I tell people, well, I don't get to live in the world as I wish it existed. I have to live in the world as it exists. Yeah. And so how do we start preparing ourselves for that now, understanding that we may not all go back to uh, full speed like it, it was even a month ago? Yeah.
1: Well, and I think, I think you know, a lot of some of the old school business owners that have been business for, for many, many years, you know, Oh, they have no other choice but to leverage, you know, the internet and leverage, you know, uh, their employees working at home. Whereas before, they would have never even did that. They were like, "Oh no, you're showing up in the office every single day. I need to make sure I see you here." You know, that type of stuff is like that's no more relevant. You don't even have that choice. But what you may learn out of this is it's even more efficient. It's cost effective. It's less overhead. Your employees are happier because they're they're able to spend more time with their 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 loved ones, even though they're working. Hey. I have the thing. I have the the, um, the the approach of as long as the work is getting done, I, I don't care if you're working on Mars. If our clients are happy and the work work is getting done, that's all that matters, you know. And you're happy, and you're you're happy and being fulfilled in what you're doing. That's that's the biggest thing. It doesn't really matter, you know. And I think I think this is now forcing business owners to to take a step back and be like, Hey, you know what? We could do this. And it's also going to save us some money.
0: Yeah. That's a great point. I think one thing we're learning is there's no such thing as one size fits all. It's going to be different for different people. Some businesses will be able to operate that way. Some some people want to be around other people in the office, right? Some people need that, that kind of um, camaraderie and that connection. And so now it allows everybody to just kind of look at their operations and decide what's going to be the best fit. Instead of this is the way we've always done it, right? I think the people who rely on that, this is the way we've always done it mantra are going to find themselves in bad shape in a few months.
1: Right. So in wrapping up here, because um, I know you and I can talk for, for hours, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, but in wrapping up, if there was one bit of advice, piece of advice you would give, say an entrepreneur that is going through uh, you know, a difficult time right now because they just had a startup or they're operating a business right now uh, to get them through what would that be?
0: I think the one thing that we have to think through is we will get through this. It, we will come out on the other side. How do we think strategically and, and remain relentlessly optimistic? And optimism is a hard word to use right now because there's, it, it's a tough world. I don't, I don't take that for granted. How do we position ourselves to come out on the top and be one of the winners through this? And or one or of the survivors and not allow ourselves to spiral into depression or spiral into uh, uncertainty and let this uncertainty control our, our behavior, because it's really easy to do that. And once you start spiraling, it's really hard to come out of that tailspin. Um, and I would also say, you know, to the entrepreneurs who their startups are struggling or their job vanishes is like they're not alone and they didn't do anything wrong right? You, you can be in really bad shape right now and you did not do anything wrong. Maybe you made all the right decisions. If somebody tells you your business is closed, you can't control that. How do we work on things we can control and maybe figure out a way to, to um, come out you know, okay on the backside of it? And I use the word okay. I think okay is a relative term. I don't think that we should be you know, bullshitting people into thinking that everybody's going to pop back into prosperity immediately. That's not going to be the case how do we find okay? How do we find neutral? I I think that is an okay thing. And, you know, the last thing I will say is, you know, I I see people out there sometimes are like, oh, you need to be writing the next great American novel now, or you need to be learning a new skill. And maybe that's true if that's your mindset, but maybe just staying in a neutral place and not getting depressed and being able to come out of this thing, you know, in one piece, that's, that's an accomplishment too. I, I don't think that should be taken for granted.
1: Yeah. Really good. So in all of this, maintaining positivity, maintaining optimism, but whatever the outcome is going to be, make sure that you're okay. Love yeah. that. Love that. Yeah, that's right. hey, Scott. I really appreciate you coming on the show today.
0: Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate your time. Thanks,
1: man.